taking you off the edge of your map. Welcome to the Barbarian Prophet. Oh, welcome back, Barbarian Nation. We are joined together today with... I've got a new producer in the studio today. Yeah, this is Chris. Yeah, I've got Chris jumping in here. His red beard, that bum, he's uh, out working the field. Uh, he bounces around the oil field, so... There is going to be times where we're not going to have him. But, you know, I want to let you guys know a couple of things. Is that Chris is starting to bail in here with us. And we did an interview with him. If you haven't went back and listened to that, you need to go back and listen to that. But we are going to start something new. And uh, we have some concepts for working on YouTube. So you can see what our big, hairy, tattooed people look like that preach the gospel. Amen. And, uh, you know, we fully expect to uh, always get some pushback because the one beautiful thing we know about preaching the gospel and about moving forward, that if God, if God's way to salvation was his son being on the cross, we know that we're always going to have some pushback. Mm. And when we get pushback, it's always a good thing because it means we're headed the right direction. Amen. But we keep ourselves focused in the word. We keep ourselves focused in the things that God is doing. And we are very blessed to have opportunity to visit with all of you today. And like I tell you all the time, you know, faith is a personal thing, but it's never private. You need to understand is that your relationship with God is between you and him. But you have to be able to share this story. And today we are fortunate enough to have Miss Tammy Williams with us. And she is, and it, just in case you don't know who she is, you need to get to know who she is because she is one that has bounced all over the place. And I'm going to let her tell her story because it is just, it, when, I, when I met Chris and he was like, oh, you need to, you need to talk to my mom. And then we got here to where I'm talking to her. I spent about a half hour with her. I'm like, okay, quit talking. We've got to capture this on on tape. So that's what we're doing. So welcome, Miss Tammy. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. So quick, uh, where do you originally hail out of? Um, well, I was raised, I was born in Los Angeles, California, but I was raised in You Texas. got a Los Angeles, California accent. <laughs> no, I got a Texas accent. Oh, a Texas, a Texas one. Accent. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, <clears throat> my ministry started in Texas, Cleveland, Texas, mm -hmm. in the Bible Belt. And uh, it just went from there. And, um, and then God moved me to Colorado for five years, and then now I'm here in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're up here in the windy state. It is windy. You know, they always say that the Holy Spirit is, he's in the wind. He's so that's wind. why we know he's here. Yes, and sir. you got to just trust us. He's here. <laughs> he's here in full force some days. It's 60 and 80 mile an yes, hour, sir. Holy oh, Spirit. <laughs> yeah, something Nicodemus couldn't uh, <laughs> deny. No, no. So uh, how did you get saved? What? Tell me a little bit about your history before you got saved. Well, um, I'm going to move your mic in a little bit here. I was raised um, going back and forth to a Baptist church. Okay. And I remember when I was a little girl, I went to the altar and I asked Jesus in my heart. Mm -hmm. But uh, I had 
not really had a relationship with him. Okay. And but I was a little girl. Uh, my first experience with God, I believe I was in the first grade, kindergarten or first grade, and I remember sitting outside playing with a friend with some Barbie dolls. We had just got back from Sunday school, Bible school, actually. Right. And uh, we were out in the front yard, and we were playing with Barbie dolls, and I was pretending I was preaching. Oh, yeah. And I heard an audible voice. I heard God's voice. For many years, I did not know that, but he brought it back as I was older. But I heard my name, Tammy. Mm-hmm. And I said, what? And my friend says, what? And I said, I heard my name. She said, I didn't hear your, nobody call your name. I said, I heard my name be called. Mm-hmm. It was a man's voice, very stern voice. Right. And so we kept on playing, and then I heard it again, Tammy. Mm-hmm. And so I heard it about three times, and it, I, at the third time, I was like, what? And I never heard it again. But as I was older, <clears throat> God brought that back to my memory, and I was in my living room with my husband, and I wanted the Holy Spirit, and he was Baptist. Right. And they didn't believe in speaking in tongues or in all that kind of stuff. So he said, and I was like doubting Thomas. Right. And he says, uh, he said, uh, you want to get the... You want the Holy Ghost? And I said, yes, I do. And so I was standing in my living room and um, just praising the Lord, and the Holy Spirit hit me. Wow. And I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. In a Baptist church, in which didn't go too well. But... Well, I imagine they were a little bit shocked, <laughs> weren't they? Like, yes, sir. Wait, wait, what's going on here with that? Um, and it just kind of went from there. Uh, after that, we had... Uh, started a um, ministry in our neighborhood and we ministered to gang kids in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I was the president of our um, homeowners association. Right. And so uh, 10 or 15 kids, I think that year were saved and Amen. And uh, came to came to our house every day. We right. fed them. The Lord made a way. And it just got kind of hairy at the church because they just didn't believe in the spirit field anything. So um, God kind of pulled me out of it mm-hmm. and kind of started my adventure on my own, I guess. So how did you relate to the gang kids? I mean, what uh, uh, did you just share the gospel with them, or did you? Well, I just uh, went out there and told them if you didn't straighten your life up, you was going to die and go to hell. <laughs> So <laughs> basically, so you gave them one of those turn yeah, or burn uh, messages, yes, sir. And how'd that turn out? I mean, they apparently uh, some of them listened. Yeah, they so, did. And nobody shot you, so no, that's good. No, uh, and they just—I don't know what it was. They were just—they it was the spirit of God. I know that, and Amen. they just came every day, knocked on my door every day. We had ten, fifteen kids in our house, mm-hmm. and I had two boys, and, and we just had a house full of kids all the time. Right. And so that's we started out with youth ministry in our neighborhood and and um, helped some young girls not get abortions and things mm-hmm. like that and just um, helped a lot of kids come to the Lord. Right now, you know, Chris has told me about uh, being able to see 
yes, uh, into the spirit, yes, you know, I do. and uh, definitely <clears throat> I, I, I'm always good with breaching into that. So don't ever feel like okay. when you're on this show, I'm telling you the people that are dialed into this. That's cool. I mean, there's a, there's <laughs> several thousand people that dial into this show every week. Okay. And what they're hungry for is they want to know that there's not something wrong with them That's because right. they oh, yes, because sir. they see that see a demon or they see an right. angel or that they have God speak to them. Right. Because one thing that we've discovered uh, with this show, just in communication with people, is that it was for the first time they were hearing that somebody else was like them. Right. To where just like you were saying in that church when you got full-on blasted with the Holy right. Spirit, all of a sudden they think something's wrong with you. But yes, the truth sir. is, you're the normal Christian, right? <laughs> yeah. right? right. You became normal. Right. Yeah, because the pastor, he kept saying, that's of the devil, that's of the devil. Right. And, and, they, and they God get, kept telling me, no, it's not. Yeah, they, they get panicked because mm -hmm. they don't understand it. So if they don't understand it, they reject it. Right. And, you know, that's one thing that we want to make sure that people understand is that there's no reason. Do not reject when God is doing something right. huge in your life because he'll never go against his word. That's right. You can always confirm what he is saying by following up, by keeping in your scripture. Exactly. You know, so. Well, I uh, after that, we just kind of, uh, we started going to a church. It was about 80 miles from where we were going. That's and it dedication. Was a, it was a spirit-filled church, and mm -hmm. I became the youth pastor there. And um, God started showing me things. And my first experience, um, a woman from the church, a grandmother, mm -hmm. oh, actually the great-grandmother, called me like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And I had been being attacked, spiritually attacked. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand but I was being spiritually attacked and she called me and she said, things are flying around in my home mm. and I don't understand what it is. And I was like, oh Jesus. So I said, well, let me pray about it. Mm -hmm. So, because I wasn't familiar with it. And so oh, yeah, yeah. we drove. Well, we, <laughs> yeah, well, we, <laughs> we, when we start having things uh, come off the walls oh, yeah. or people crawl oh, yeah. up the walls, you yeah. start paying attention. We, so we drove 80 miles to this woman's house at 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. and now you the, had Chris with you? I, I don't know if I... No, I don't think they went no, with you. No, you dropped us off at a, uh, somebody at the church. Yeah, somebody at the church watched okay. him. It was just okay. my husband and I. And um, and he, he's, he was baby's boy, and so he was kind of freaking out. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, so he says, Tammy, he says, I know God leads you, so you do what he tells you to do. And I said, right, okay. Right. So we went in, and there were things flying around in the house. Mm -hmm. And see, I at the time, I didn't know that someone in the home has to be involved with demonic things. Right. At, yeah, because authority has to be transferred. Right. So things are flying around in the house, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. And so uh, I just started going through the house, cleansing the house. And all of a sudden, I had, I had a bottle of <coughs> anointing oil with me. And God says, pour that whole bottle of oil on that girl's head. Mm. And when I did, she went she went crazy. She manifested. She manifested. Them demons was coming out, boy. Oh, Lord. And uh, so we got it all settled down and everything. And, and God did a magnificent work on that young girl. And that was my first experience. Was, it, was that after? Or, no, that was before Dad. No, with this was with with dad. No, when when dad got possessed. 
at the house? I think this was before. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So sorry, I, the I, plot I, thickens. Well, it's just Stay it's tuned. just. <laughs> <laughs> so no, actually, it was afterwards. That's right. My my first experience was my husband. That's right. That's correct. Um, and then I'll get back to that. Okay. Sorry. But my no no. <laughs> but thank you, son. Um, but my first experience was um, I had saw. A, a spirit come down the hallway in this home that we were living in mm-hmm. and my kids were small and my husband worked out of town a lot and this spirit I, I'm talking like Ghostbusters her gown is floating in the air and I'm like I'm losing my mind I'm freaking out mm-hmm. but it was coming to me and I'm like and I ran to my bedroom and locked the door well I didn't know that I could just go through the door you know yeah, that's, but that's not really a deterrent <laughs> you know but i that's watched what, enough but, scary movies at one point in my life i know they come through the door but that's what it was it was coming down the hallway well my husband came home and we were going to this baptist church at the time and he came home and he looked at chris but it was not his face it was a different face I, I i don't and i had been praying in my Oops, in my sure. mind i'm sorry i had been praying in my mind and just talking to the lord and just praying and praying and praying well when he came in and he saw chris he picked chris up and threw chris across the ring good gravy and i was like what i don't remember none of that what were... is going on yeah he <laughs> he was jetting across the ring and i i just sit down and i kept praying and i kept praying and he spoke. He meant his face changed. Right. And he said, "Stop that praying. Stop." And and I'm thinking in my mind, how does he know that's what I'm doing? Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, my hand went forward. My right hand went forward and touched him. Okay. And I saw a light from heaven go through, come down and go through my arm. I saw it, my arm illuminated. Mm-hmm. And when I touched him, he went ballistic. Wow. His face distorted and was just gross. And I know today now that was a demon. Mm-hmm. I didn't then. Freaked me out. Called the pastor of the church. He was kind of hesitant, but he knew there was some people in the church that were spirit-filled. They came over and they spent hours hours on him and there were legions Mm -hmm. and they said there are we are legions and there are many Mm -hmm. and they spent hours on him after that um that's when my ministry kind of really started manifesting and going forward and Mm -hmm. i started seeing things and and i thought i was losing my mind but god kept telling me no i'm showing you in the spirit realm I'm right. showing you things, and right. and and I it was a constant battle because I didn't understand what I was seeing, what I was feeling, because I see them, I hear them, I smell them, mm-hmm. okay, and I didn't understand that, and people would say you're losing your mind, you're going crazy, you need to go see a shrink, right, and I'm like, but this can't be, you know, so I just kept pushing forward, and I wasn't get I wasn't getting my help in the church, mm-hmm. it was. T- Burying myself in the word of God and burying myself before him and right. seeking his face. And he would show me things in the spirit. And then it wasn't shortly after that, that's when the woman called 
Right. And so I went out there, and that was took place. And when, when we got back from that, and the girl was settled down. Okay, so you let, let's finish up our story. You dump oil on her head. She manifests. Yep, she manifests. And then and, what happens from there? Well, she calmed down and everything, and there was a peace in the house. Right. Okay. So we left and drove all the way back to Houston. Okay. And when we did, I got a phone call. And I, I picked up the phone, and it was a, I didn't know who it was, the voice. And back then, they didn't have caller ID or right. anything like that. And she says, I know everything that you did. And I said, what are you talking about? And she was a high priest witch. Okay. And she told me, I'm, I'm telling you everything that I did. She told me hmm. what I did. Right. And she said, you're messing up the wrong people. You're messing with the wrong territory. She was supposed to be sacrificed. Mm. on her her birthday was coming up in a few days right and i had messed it up right right so i mean we was big time attacked and the church that we were going to the pastor um every every service that they had there was chicken bones and all kind it was um i can't even name the town but oh yeah it was major witchcraft there okay major, so major. <laughs> hold on hold on so i gotta get this clear in my head so the church you were going to people were leaving chicken bones and stuff there at the front porch okay it was a baptist church chicken bones are no, no, normal this was i'm a kidding i'm kidding <laughs> Honey, i'm just joking here <laughs> <laughs> no no this was <laughs> Come on, that's just funny right <laughs> that there. That is so funny. <laughs> no, we had went from the Baptist church to the, we started going to that church, which was right, 80 right. miles. Right, right. And so and <clears throat> so people started leaving demonic things yes, there sir. or, yes, or casting spells, yes, sir. stuff to that. Mm -hmm. You know, the funny thing is a lot of people think that when people cast spells and stuff that there's nothing on that. But they're, the demonic have power. Mm. Oh, they yes, do sir. have power. I mean, heaven trumps that. Yes, sir. But truth be told, we have to have ourselves prepared to deal with those type of things. So, yeah. Yes, All right. So so they start leaving. So that's what this when you start getting a little cross-threaded with witches. Yes, sir. Uh, well, now, I wanted to go back to a story that happened way before I even got married. Okay. And my son reminded me of it. And it was back when my testimony, I was a stripper. Okay. And I got involved in, I didn't get, it wasn't purposely involved. I was trapped okay. in sex trafficking. Okay. And, um, and this is down in Texas? This is in Houston, Texas. Okay. Houston, Texas. I was a stripper. Okay. And every night they would, you were at a different location mm -hmm. to keep you hidden kind right, of basically right. in their little you circle. Distorted a little bit. Yeah, keep and so and in one particular place and I could take you to the place. It's a, a boat place now today. But I was there and a man came in with the girl that was affiliated with my pimp. Okay. Okay. And she, they didn't like me because he he was in love with me. Mm -hmm. Okay. And his wife didn't want, they, they came at me with a shotgun. Okay. But this guy came in with her, and I knew her, but I didn't know him. And he says, so you're, my stage name was Candy. Okay. Back then. You're Candy. And I said, yeah. He says, well, I want to see your hands. And that was the first dark experience, I, I'm guessing. Okay. You know. Um. 
and he grabbed my hands and he says, close your hands like this. And he didn't touch me whatsoever, did not touch me. And he says, put your hands out like that. Okay. And he just went like this, across them like that. I opened my hands. My hands were <coughs> full of black ash, hmm. like powder. Okay. And I started freaking out. And he told her, he says, I cannot touch her. She is a child of God. Hmm. And here I'm living in sin. Right. Doesn't mean God hasn't chose you. That's right. And he said the seal is upon her forehead. Hmm. I'll never forget that as long as I live. Yeah. Even though my life was, I was in all that sin and drugs and alcohol and all that stuff that stuck with me. Mm -hmm. Then when I met my husband, then all of it, when I came to the Lord and I repented of all those things, then it really started opening and I started seeing things. But I also started noticing more prevalent in, in my family witchcraft. Right. And, and I never saw it, but I come to find out after my mother died of cancer, mm-hmm. it started coming out. I was supposed to be a high priest witch. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to do all this. I said, no, I'm supposed to serve the Lord. Like grandma and the My aunts. grandmother, all I, all my aunts and uncles, it was like, what do they call it, a coven? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and coven, all yeah. of them, every one of them was well, a witch. And, and, and all this goes back to when you were a little girl. Yes, sir. And you accepted Christ. Yes, sir. And I he took got it, it bad. And, and he took it and ran with it. Yeah. And so no matter what happened from that minute forward, yeah. people that think that children... Uh, can't accept Christ. Actually, when they do accept Christ, he, he starts to cover them right there. Now, yep. they can steer off track. There's yep. choices made later on in their, usually in their preteen 10 years. Yeah. See, I never understood why <clears throat> that my family rejected me, pushed right. me to aside, because and, I was the only Christian. Right, and this that's why. And so this, you mm-hmm. start to discover that your family is actually uh, has a uh, yeah. relationship with Lucifer. Yes. And they're mm-hmm. they are witches. Now were they Wiccan or were they now no were they Wiccan or were they Luciferians? I see that I don't know. Okay. Um I really don't. I know that through the years I remember tarot cards a lot. Right. And when I had gotten married, my mother used to send home a package of of these little remember the globe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She would send them home so the kids could read them. Right. Like, Mama, why do you read that stuff? It's not true. It's right. just, just a bunch of junk. And she's and and she threw in a pack of those cards. Right. Well, I knew as a Christian that's no, that's wrong. Yeah. Not but okay. I had never saw it before. Right. And then when my mother passed away, it started coming out. Family members were saying, "Well, don't you know where we're from? My mother was born in Missouri." Right. And don't don't you know that this was this and this was that? So I'm assuming, um, yeah, witchcraft big time because they were into uh, herbal things big time and right. all that kind of stuff. But it was very well hidden. Okay. My grandmother died 101. Never, ever heard that woman ever say I love you to anyone. So just out of curiosity real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um Scotch Irish family background coming out of Missouri. Um, it's uh, I'm German Russian and 
Um, well, the Browns. The Browns are. Uh, yeah, but Grandma was Snyder. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's I'm just, where I'm the kinda, that's I, where the witch. Yeah, I'm uh, just looking for where the where the um, witchcraft. You know how many generations are we looking back? But it sounds like a quite long, a few. Yes, and I have when my mother passed away, I got it. a lot of her pictures of my great grandmother, and oh, she looked like a witch, evil, evil, evil. Pointy hat, pointy oh. nose. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, no, not but even I mean, no. Okay. My my biological father's side either. Yeah. Yeah, and he he also was Wiccan or, or uh, no, or he was Luciferian. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's, that's my why, real father. Gotcha. That's why I left his daddy, and he was very mean to him when he was a child. Threw right. him down Everybody wants to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're keeping you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's just been a like, why are all these in my life? Mm-hmm. But as an adult now, and as I'm digging deeper in God and all that, I'm finding out all kinds of things that I didn't know. And I didn't, a lot of this stuff I didn't find out till I got married. Right. And I was married for 31 years. When my mother passed away, that's kind of when it all started coming out. But I knew I was being spiritually attacked, but didn't know where it was coming from. Right. And it was family. They all wanted, now most of them are dead now. Right. And God told me that I would see my enemies fall before me. Yeah. It's in his word. Right. And I'm, I, they left and right, boom, boom, boom. Right. Yeah, I think there's only like two of them left. Hmm. All of them are dead. Well, and so with all of that, then you start to progress forward. You find out all of these things, but you stay solid in the word. You yes, know, sir. You didn't waver at all, it doesn't sound like. No, after I got knowledge that, you know, you can't live this way and you can't do these things and I'm not losing my mind and, right. you know, and got rid of the drugs and the alcohol and and found a good man that loved me and wanted to take care of me and raised right. a family, you know. Um, but even in that, it was still difficult. I, I kept seeing things. There was a time that it, it was so heavy that I was on the highway of Houston and I literally wanted to open the door and jump out of the car going down the highway. Right. And so I had my husband check me into a mental hospital mm-hmm. because I didn't know what was going on. And in that place, God spoke to me and he said, Tammy, he says, what you're seeing and what you are experiencing is from me. Right. And he said, he said, I had to bring you to this place to show you you're not going crazy. And when I realized that and I got that peace in my heart. Right. And and then I got out of the hospital and I, you know, they tried to give me all the suicidal medicine because I really, I wanted to kill myself. Right. Because I thought I was losing my mind and I wasn't. Right. It was the devil making me think I was losing my mind. And what I was seeing was, I'm losing my mind. I'm going, I'm crazy. But right. no, God was allowing me to see. And I've learned through the years when he reveals to you anything in the spirit, it is for you then to take charge. It is for you then to pray and rebuke or bind or whatever you've got to do. But now I'm getting to a place, now God, when I see that, what is its purpose? What is its mission? Then I know what I have to pray for. Right. Or pray about. Right. But for so many years, I didn't understand that. Yeah. 
And so, you know, you're not losing your mind and you're not going crazy. And I've seen some things that occur your hair. Mm-hmm. You should and, talk about the uh, the church splitting up. And by the oh, way, yeah. I, I've always wondered when that church split, you can tell the story of it, but why did that church split up with the, with the, the occult next door? Because of the occult. Well, I know, but it was something stupid that the church uh, split over. And uh, I've always wondered that. Was it like Adam the and Eve had a we, belly button or something? The the one that we prayed seven times around? Is that the one you're talking about? The one, yeah, the seven. Okay, so you got to tell the story. Okay. Well, there was this... I've, been, I've had so many experiences. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I'm going to write a book. Yeah. Uh, but God sent me to this church, and it was a, a, a young lady. Uh, her name was Karen, mm-hmm. and she invited me, and I says, okay. And she said it was a spiritual church, and so we went. She said, we've been having some issues, and I says, okay. And I said, I'll go. And, and God has always showed me when he has brought me to a church, it's either a warning or there's somebody in the church that's dealing that's witchcraft right uh, he's had me exposed witches mm-hmm. in a church before and so i went and um i said i don't know what it is but there's something going on with the building next door she's oh my gosh and it was a um satanic church okay and i mean he, god spotted it out to me and i didn't even know nothing about it right and so i started i went a couple of times and there was a huge debate going on between pastors. There was two pastors, and there was a huge debate going on all the time. And so God told me, he says, I want you to get a big bottle of anointing oil, and I want you to walk around this church seven times. And the seventh time, scream or holler, I think it was, wasn't it? We did. On on, on the seventh one. The seventh time, um, God told you to, to throw the anointing oil on top on of the top roof. On top of the roof. Okay. And so we went around, and then this is a huge church. It's about 20 acres. Huge church. That's a pretty big church. And yeah. we were well, walking. It was in a, a small church. It was no, I'm, in a big you, I'm teasing you, bro. In a big field. And we we were walking around it and just praying and speaking in tongues and walking around it and walking around it. And I stopped. And it was the sixth time. And Chris was the one that said, Mom, you got to go around one more time. And I was, I'm like, are you sure? And he says, Yes. And I was, as I was going around the seventh time and I came back around, the Spirit of God hit me. Mm-hmm. I'm talking strong. He said, pour that. And I had a big old jug mm-hmm. of olive oil, you know. And he says, start throwing it up on the roof. And so we started throwing it up on the roof of the church. And we could see demons coming off of the roof, jumping off into the field, the field grass move and nothing there. Mm-hmm. And after that happened, it divided, the church divided. And the pastor, he gave up and the other pastor went off. They, it just, it, the, church, the church closed up. I'm going to tell you why some of that happened, why the church divided. Are you ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is because the people that were there that left the familiar spirits that they were used to oh, was yeah. no longer there. Yeah. And so they no longer felt welcome. Oh. We very often get where people, when they get to church hunting, they want to be where there is something there that, familiar. They're, that they're comfortable with. That makes sense. Are you, are you with me? Yeah. So you were asking, that's just what kind of popped yeah. in my head as you yeah. were talking. Yeah, I was 13. As the demons were fleeing, oh, yeah. well, the people that follow those, they also left. 
Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You see what I I get it now. Well, see, I was 13, 14, and all I thought was something stupid that they <laughs> they were fighting. Right. Well, and, and that's what it would appear. Yeah. But does that, but he's it, he's been with me a lot on my adventures. Right. right. Uh, so that makes sense though on on why the yeah why that makes left. sense now yeah okay. it sure does because right after we did what God told me to do it, this church closed up. That's right. a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Makes right? sense. I, I always wondered, but um, other than that, um, just I've had encounters with witches just walk up to me and say, you know, somebody's somebody wants you dead. I'm like, well, how do you know that? And they would they would go into their spill of how they're in Wicca and all this stuff and you know and I'm like witchcraft is witchcraft, honey. Right. Good or bad. Right. You know, and I did minister to a lot of witches. Interesting. But oh yeah, uh, we had a lot of encounters in Cleveland, Texas, and it's uh, there's a lot of Ku Klux Klan there, and I got a lot of backlash because I'm a woman. It's a Bible Belt. Women right. ain't supposed to preach. Preach, right. Yeah. You know, but uh, God, God <coughs> used me big time there. Didn't we and, just talk about that yesterday? And it yeah. Was oh, yeah. A lot of witchcraft there, a lot of witchcraft. And uh, there's several places that I went to in in uh, Texas that was witchcraft. And then um, just like when I moved to Grand Junction, I mean, the first week I was there, uh, I got a nosebleed. I had a nosebleed for two weeks. I almost died in my own blood. Went mm. to had my nose cauterized. And the man says, honey, it's a miracle you hadn't drowned in your own blood. And when I finally got it cauterized and went back home, there was a spirit in my house that I was renting and said, uh, ha, 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 that'll teach you. I knew it was on like Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. you know. Um, just things like that. I hear them. I see them. I smell them. Feel them. Right, and it's just the more and more the deeper I get into God, the more it's because that's what I've prayed for. God reveal to me. Right, I don't want it hidden. I want it you to reveal it to me. What is its mission? What is its purpose? Right, and um, you know why? Right. Sometimes he reveals. Sometimes he doesn't. Right. You know? Now, what about the other end of that with the angelic? I've seen angels, yes, sir. All right, oh, so, yes, sir. Oh, yes, so sir. When, yeah, if we if we're seeing Huge. one end, we see the other end. So, uh, give me a, one of your angelic experiences. Uh, I have a photo which you can't see on the radio, but no, I but a... soon you'll be able to see. Oh, yes. <laughs> you're headed that a... way. We are. Uh, one we incident. Are. I was in a. It'll be on a big green screen behind us. I was in a service in. Um, I believe it's in Cleveland, Texas. And I'm talking the power of God was big time. People in the church were having out-of-body experiences. I've never had one of those. But mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> as we were in the service, a lady evangelist came up to me and she says, you're never going to have any issues with money again. Well, so-so, you know. And I was just in the Lord and it, the Spirit of God was so thick. You could you could literally cut it with a knife. Mm-hmm. You could, I could see it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, as I'm sitting there, I saw these huge feet in this, up at the pulpit, mm-hmm. uh, up in the front of the church. And I was like, why am I seeing these feet? And it was like, look up. And I looked up, and this angel was so big, it literally was through the roof of the church amazing and it was so the the service was so powerful and that's the night we saw um gold dust particles 
in the church, flying around in the church. That was the experience. And then I had went to another service to um, a lady that that it's really been a very impactful in my ministry, uh, Lucretia Lavinka in mm-hmm. Houston. Very powerful woman of God. Yeah, and church. I have seen angels in her services many times. Well, we might have times. to just pack up the old show and head to Houston at some point <laughs> and do about a week down there, and we'll do like five or six uh, shows with all these people and places. But, uh, Sounds exciting. Yeah, I've had, uh, there's times that I've been fasting mm-hmm. and, um, the Lord will let me hear angels singing Amen. in my room. Amen. I've heard um, trumpets sounding. I've heard them speaking to. The last one I had was uh, before I came here. I had a um, I had a um, experience with. Uh, now I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> one thing you'll discover about us, we always got things going on. People can't see us. Um, I had, it was a dream. It was a very vivid dream. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was dancing and I was so happy. I mm-hmm. was dancing with these two people and I don't know who they were, but I was just dancing and I was so happy. And all of a sudden, I was like, who are these people? And the Lord just, in the dream, just, whew, I was in heaven. And I was dancing with angels. Amen. And I, it was just, you could feel the 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 holiness. the the it, it was just that holy and anointed. Oh, yeah. And then I woke instantly up. Yeah. But God's been doing that here the last couple of years. Excellent. Um, and you want me to share about the dream? Do Which you one? interpret dreams? Yeah, well, let's find out. Okay. Well, Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. We went to Grand Junction to get the rest of our things. Okay. And there was a lot of spiritual warfare in this home. Um, Constantly, constantly. And so my other son, he's having marital issues and everything. And... um, all of, most of our furniture was gone. My bed was gone in that. And so my son was worried about me. My other son was worried about me sleeping on the floor. So he says, Mom, you can go ahead and go upstairs and sleep on my bed. And I'm like, okay, I appreciate that, you know. And so as I was laying there on the bed, I kept, and well, let me back up to when I first walked into the house. I hang, first Hang on. I, the Lord just revealed to me. I know this is just random. Okay, let's go. Okay. <laughs> You're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I forgot about this until right now when the Holy Spirit just revealed it to me. Okay. You remember the prophecy on this town? Yes. Keep that in mind. Okay. Go ahead. Continue. Okay. So anyway, I'm... Praise God. I'm... Um, when we first get into the house, the Holy Spirit hit me, man. I started speaking in tongues and I was binding the devil and I was saying Satan you cannot follow because something had followed us here when we first got here Okay, I knew it God told me something followed you so I was binding it to that house right and so I mean I was big time speaking in tongues in the whole nine yards well my other son left and we were getting the remaining of our stuff packed and ready to go because we were leaving the next morning like right away right so um, I, I'm laying down and I literally could feel hands on my legs and I started speaking in tongues 
in tongues that I had never spoke before. Okay. And a friend told me that was tongues of angels' tongues mm-hmm. because I had never heard me mm-hmm. speak in tongues like that. Okay. And I mean, it was powerful. I could feel the power of that. Right. And as I was speaking in tongues, I could feel the hands coming off of me. Right. And then I just kind of had a peace and, and then I fell asleep. Okay. Well, as I went to sleep, I was awakened and and in this dream, I don't know if it was a dream. I think it was a dream, but it was like so real. I could feel it. I felt it in my hair. I felt it in my skin. I felt it in my bones. Mm-hmm. I felt it in my stomach. It was a massive explosion. I'm talking large city. All I could see was a uh, like a big open area, and it was massive, and it was like an atom bomb explosion. Okay. I could feel it in my body and I sit straight up in bed and I was like, God. And all I could think of is, is this house fixing to blow up or something bad going to happen? I got to, I woke everybody up in the house. Right. I'm like, uh, uh, you know, we got to get out of here. We've got to get out of this house. I don't know what's going on, but we got to get out of this house. But I have had that dream since Thanksgiving, or since Christmas. It was the week of Christmas when this, I had this dream. Right. And I've had two inter- two people interpret it as um, God is it's it's fixing it's fixing something fixing to happen. Yep. And uh, one was something big time <laughs> in my life. Mm-hmm. So I've been really kind of torn on that. You know, I've had like three different deals on that so that was the the last really major and it was so vivid it was so real right experience so i yeah you know there's that was christmas that was the week of christmas now what chris is talking about is there is a prophecy over this town that uh came about back in the 90s oh wow and uh the prophecy was given by a guy by the name of don hinton and at that time Dutch Sheets and a few others, I just went blank on his partner's name, that they were traveling around and they were prophesying in each state. Okay. And they went and they went and they prophesied this and they were called the certain towns. And I and I met Dutch a few times and, and uh Don Hinton, of course, that's I'm a pastor under Don. Uh he's he's been the head of uh, Harvest Fields Ministries. Um he, he's its founder, you know, and I've been a pastor under them for the past, oh, we're at, we're at a 12 years now. So what, uh, what the prophecy was that Don gave, God had showed him a vision of an, of a wagon wheel. Okay. But it was like an explosion. It was like, uh, like spokes that, that Casper was a center. It was an epicenter. Like what you're describing is an explosion and it's an epicenter of which people were starting to be sent out uh, all over the world to uh, to evangelize, to prophesy. Right. You know, and one thing that we, we need to realize that in this time, uh, we are in the time where there are apostles, there are prophets, there are evangelists, yes. there are preachers and teachers. And, uh, you, you know, those things haven't went away. 
There is always uh, apostle uh, that actually when Jesus was using that term, he took that. There was apostolic generals. They went in and changed an area. Uh, the atmosphere. Had, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They they change how you paid for things, how your faith was, how your family structure was. They changed everything Every about day. an environment. And we have people with apostolic callings on their lives that they, they come in and they help get churches established. They help things grow. But there's also the prophets. And the prophets, they come and they change mindsets of what God is sending us forward. We have, we have so often... Uh, reduce prophecy yes, down sir. to being a simple thing between two people and hey here's something for your life when the truth of the matter is with prophets they're to change the atmosphere of everything in yes, their sir. state their city you, you know it, it, it's it, we're we're called uh, to prophesy over this area but to call out what the Lord is seeing mm-hmm. right what he sees right yes, and move forward and what he sees wrong yes, and sir. get it stopped yes sir yes sir um, I don't mean to go off on preaching on you. No, I no, hope you're no, okay no, with no, this. no, no. You're okay. right on the money. Okay, and the other part of this is that then we get into the evangelists, and the evangelists they do they do deliver a word, a message that needs to be followed up on by the preachers, and uh, that that the deeper teachings, etc., go in through it where the preachers spend the time educating the people and building them up. Yes, sir. And they do that through. The small, the small pinky finger, which I always do those <laughs> when we have video, we'll be able to do that. <laughs> but uh, that those teachers are very, very important. And we have to realize that sometimes we're the others. That means we're all five things at once. Exactly. Well, he can use us in all nine gifts. Absolutely. But we have to be willing and we have to be a yielded vessel. Without a doubt. We have to approach things never from a victim's mentality, but always from a victory mentality. Yes, sir. And, and what we call that, what, what I God has really revealed to me here over the last year is that we have to take ourselves out of this earth to heaven thinking. Now, yes, Jesus ain't trying to get us into heaven. I mean, I hate to bust everybody's yeah, bubble, yeah. but he ain't trying to get you into heaven. He's trying to get heaven into you. Yes, yes. So what happens when we when we start to take a look at we need to root ourselves in heaven and have heaven to earth thinking where we align ourselves with heaven and move forward. Now, I'm going to bring that to your dream about the explosion, about God getting ready to do something. When it comes to this epicenter, I know that Casper has started to be this draw of all of these people. In fact, there's going to be a conference coming up here pretty soon where one of our brothers named Rick Prince, he's with Harvest Time Ministries out of Rollins. He had a vision where there was this giant electric bolt that shot all the way from Rollins to Casper and ignited this explosion to go. And so he has met some some people that he's bringing here. We're going to be setting up a conference in Casper, and I'll, and I'll be sure to announce that to people, how they can register for that as soon as we have all that set up. But as that gets set up, we are, that is starting to take place. This is the year. This is the year. It is. Uh, that things are going to start start to make change. A clear vision for moving forward. And there's so often that we, we think, we don't understand why God has us in position, place, or time. Mm-hmm. But his timing is always perfect. perfect. And his placement is always perfect. 
And sometimes what we need to do is not look around at our circumstance, but mm-hmm. align ourselves with whatever he's got going and say, what do you have for me to do here? Well, you just triggered something that, and I have not even shared this with Chris. Okay. This was last week or maybe week, week and a half ago. Okay. I had another dream. It's been the, it's been the explosion dream, but this right. is different. And I knew I was here. And I saw myself, I believe, on the mountain. Okay. And I'm observing. I can see what's going on. And I could see missiles mm. being sh- like sh- shot into town mm-hmm. below. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand it. So I kind of dismissed it. But when you said that, it just kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see some changes coming here pretty so directly. Kinda... So I'm glad you're here in our town. Awesome. Okay, and uh, hey, I want to thank you for sharing today. You're welcome. And what I um, I'm hoping you'll come back. We're yes, gonna sir. keep getting to know each other. Yes, sir. And uh, so I'm sure that there's gonna be. I'm like, oh, I gotta share. You gotta share this I have story. Lots of stories. Yeah, we're gonna have some fun with some of that stuff. <laughs> I have okay. A lot of stuff. Yes, sir. All right, but thank you, Tammy, You're for welcome. being here. It sure has been you. a pleasure. And thank you for the opportunity. You. All right. Well, hey, Chris, you did a good job of keeping everything running. You pointed the finger at me a few times. It was like, yeah, we did all good, right? Yeah, we sure did. All right. Well, hey, I just want to tell everybody out there that we are, uh, our shows are going to be a little sporadic here for the next little while. But we are starting to get things set up as we are moving into a new era of Barbarian Prophet. I want to remind you why we call ourselves a Barbarian Prophet is because uh, we don't always fit in with the civilized church. And they look at us as a little bit of barbarians. But on the other end is that we're also called to be prophetic and speak good things into one another. We're to call out the good things of God in one another. So I just want to remind you that Jesus loves you and I love you and there's absolutely nothing you can do to stop us. Yeah.